Hey, everyone. It's Daishihan Miller here. At least I, I, was, I was when I looked in the mirror this morning. Anyway, uh, we're here with episode 78. I know when I sent out all the information about today's episode, the little tag said episode 77. I lost count. Anyway, uh, so we're here with episode 78. And uh, what I want to talk about today is something, I'm actually springboarding off of something from the previous episode. So that would be what, 77, right? Uh, then I started to talk about when I talked about people not having like a big enough why and uh, just something that I was uh, contemplating for a while, right? I think I, I just kind of stayed with the main topic for, for that session. But uh, today, what I want to take a look at is is this this thing, right? One of the biggest things that I, I found over my time is either being a peer, watching my peers, right, uh, come and go. Uh, through training, uh, or more specifically, students, right, that, that say they, they they want certain things or they want certain types of uh, uh, training or benefits or, uh, you know, they're trying to attain certain goals or whatever, regardless of whether it's in needed to or not. So anyway, that's the theme for today. That's what we're going to be talking about. I'll be right back with you. So the big question is this. How are self-defense and success-minded people like us Concerned citizens worried about protecting ourselves, our loved ones, and the things we care about from the monsters we know exist in the world. How do we train in a way that gives us the skills, knowledge, and understanding we need without becoming paranoid fighters or killers ourselves, and yet still allows us to be the hero protector the world needs us to be? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Jeffrey Miller, and welcome to Kuden Radio, real training for real people in a real world. All right. Hey, I'm back. Uh, so uh, I haven't seen anybody sign on yet, but if you're on, uh, you know, let me know if the sound's okay. My meters are showing that everything's working right. Uh, I had a couple of people tell me the last time we had a little glitch and I went back and looked and there was a moment right at the beginning where the sound kind of faded out and then it came back and it was kind of metallic. So anyway, I, I wired up a wired up a, a different microphone today, right? So we're all set to go instead of uh, relying on... Uh, this old laptop that I'm using, right? Instead of this old house, it's this old laptop. Anyway, make a little adjustment here to the camera. For those of you uh, tuning in uh, via the video feeds on YouTube or Periscope or Facebook, uh, and if you're not, if you're listening to the recording uh, and you're actually on a podcast service like Stitcher Radio or Blueberry or iTunes or all the places that we're on, right? Um, then it's not going to matter, right? You're not going to see my handsomely or devilishly handsome face, and uh, we're just going to let it go with that, right? Okay. Um, and, and if you do believe that I have a face for radio, then stop watching live stuff and go to iTunes. Right? So anyway, all right. So episode 78, right? Uh, the the theme or the the topic for today is uh, is your why big enough, right? So again, this is a springboard off of something that I started uh, kind of hinted at or alluded to uh, in the last episode where, uh, again, if you remember, I, I, I made a comment about just always being surprised at how stupid I was like, I don't know, two weeks ago, right? Uh, because if you're, constantly, if you're constantly working and studying and you haven't become complacent, you haven't become satisfied with where you are or content, right? It's the biggest killer of dreams and success, right? Being comfortable, right? Having enough that, you know, your days are comfortable, right? You don't have an imperative need to get your shit together and move to the next level, right? Um, 
I posted something, I think it was yesterday or the day before, um, that said something to the effect of, imagine where our Budo would be, or these warrior arts would be, if our spiritual ancestors had the same kind of mindset, this victim mindset, this I can't kind of thing, um, as so many people have today, right? That there, our, our mindsets go, our minds go right to how many reasons we can't do something. And if you don't say I can't, you might say, yeah, but the problem with that is, yeah, but yeah, anything that falls after that is just bullshit, right? It's, it's, it's self-indulgent smokescreens, right? So um, instead of saying I can't, how about if we say, how can I? Oh, that's cool. I want to do that. How can I? Right? The price of gas went up. Okay. How can I still afford that? Right. Um, I, my car's a beater and I need to get a new one. How can I do that? Right. Instead of, I just, I can't catch a break. Right. Every time I turn around, the car's breaking. Well, get a new freaking car. You don't have to get a new one, get another one or get this one fit. Well, see, now since you don't understand because I'm making enough money and you understand because, uh, you know, you're here and I'm here. And uh, you know what? I used to be fucking way down there. So, um, Okay, as long as we're leading off with I can't, we're never going to go anywhere, right? Because you just shoot yourself in the foot. You don't need to worry, worry about anybody else or governmental rulings or this this privileged group over here or, or those people over there, or the one percenters. Just fucking look in the mirror, right? And this is not, I'm not saying anything that my teachers didn't say to me because God knows I was raised and indoctrinated into a victim mindset. Right? Just shoot yourself in the foot before you ever go anywhere. Um, you know, just stay a pie in the sky dreamer, but ooh, cut that short too quickly because you wouldn't want to, you know, be reminded of the fact that you're the one that needs to do things, right? Speed of execution and getting things done and you know, all that kind of stuff, right? But it's just, I know, it's easy to blame other people. But again, that 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 post was about, um, this I can't, right? In my dojo, uh, we have a we have a poster or sign that's hanging up, right? Uh, it says, "Don't use four letter words." And on it, there's words like "can't," "mean," "lazy," those kind of things, right? Um, and on the post that I put out, it was just the word "can't," right? Don't lose, don't use four letter words. To most people, that's you know, foul language, right? There's lots of four letter words that successful people don't use and don't execute on. Right? They don't execute on can't. They don't execute on lazy. Right? They don't execute on poor. Right? I'm poor. They have money and I don't what? Right? Stop taking advice from friggin' poor people. Hatsumi Sensei even said, you have a duty and a responsibility as a ninja to be rich. Right? Trust me, I'm not swimming in money. I'm not. However, right? Everybody thinks if you keep going by willy-nilly shit that's on the internet, right? Ninja were, you know, these uh, poor farmers. Really? Really? How the hell did they afford weapons? How did they, really? How did they afford the castles and the land that they owned and all that? Really? Okay? You want influence in the world. Well, I, I, if I had all that money, I would uh, donate to charity. Great. Do you know how much these rich people that you hate donate to charity? Right? And I know it's never going to be enough, right? Because, you know, because if we had it, right, we would donate 90%. Well, that's easy to say when you don't have the money to donate 90%. You wanna make change in the world? 
develop and, and, and amass the tools and things like that so that you can affect change, right? And unfortunately, in the modern world, that's just the way it happened. Well, actually, look all the way back to anything past bartering when society started to really flourish, right, because of money. It didn't matter if it was gold or gems or whatever it was, right? Okay? So I know this is kind of harsh, right? But what it really comes down to is just like one of my teachers just drilled into us, right? Never, ever, ever be an accomplice to your own ass kicking, okay? So, uh, and that's not just on the floor. That's not just in a, in a physical fight. That's all conditions, right? That's all conditions. I highly, highly recommend that everybody, if you can find a copy of it, uh, Jack Hoban's book, Ninpo, Living and Thinking as a Warrior, right? Huge. Uh, just, it'll be a huge game changer because the whole thing is about mindset, right? And there's a whole chapter on finances, right? And this whole different way of looking at things, right? So it's easy to stand on one side of the, of the, of the sports arena and scream at the people on the other side because they're the enemy or scream at the players on the field, the ones actually doing the work, right? Oh, can you make a freaking play? Like, Get off your ass and go down and put the gear on. You go play. Yeah, but I got trick knees. I got I just, uh, oh, it's easy as a spectator to make all kinds of bullshit comments, right? Today, I want to talk about success, okay? Ninja, ninpo, ninjutsu, nin, to endure, to persevere, right? In the face of overwhelming odds. To, more correctly, saki, right? It's the edge or working part of the blade, right? And kokuro, shin, heart, right? All Chinese pre-Japanese, all that kind of stuff, right? The translation for not stealth, shinobu, right? Nin, right? Even though the enemy holds his blade at my heart, or as one of my Chinese friends told me, um, sometimes it means even though the blade is in your heart, right? I will persevere or I will have patience and wait for that opportune time or whatever, right? I will succeed. I will endure. Unless it's going to kill me, right? Unless it does kill me. I'm going to keep on keeping on, okay? It's amazing to me how many people wear this and piss and moan about everything. I remember going to a seminar one time. I had never been there before. The, the teacher was actually quite up there, good reputation, all that kind of stuff, right? So I go to the seminar, and one, it got started an hour and a half, almost two hours late, right? That had never, ever, ever happened in my entire career in in the Bujinkan, in I don't care if I was with Hayes or I was with some other teacher or whatever. Didn't matter if I was hosting a seminar or they were hosting a seminar at start time. We're starting, right? The height of professionalism. It was just a mindset that I was indoctrinated into, right? And I wasn't given slack, right? But hour and a half, two hours late. And then the guest instructor showed up drunk because he'd been out with some of the guys the night before. And that was just his M.O., that was just the way he did things, right? But there were no apologies. There wasn't any, oh, shit, it's like 15 after. He's not here yet. We're still looking for him. I'm the leader of the thing. Hey, I'm going to jump out there, or I'm going to have one of my guys, okay, go teach something. In Japan, same thing. Hatsumi Sensei, often when I'm there, right, he's, he's running late from a doctor's appointment or 
or a meeting or, or so who knows, right? Nobody knows, right? Um, and he's been half an hour, 45 minutes late, whatever. At start time, no more than like 10 after. A Shihan jumps out on the floor and starts class. They just start teaching. And everybody starts doing, right? Okay? You're here for class. You're paying for class. Hatsumi Sensei will start, will jump in. Nobody's delayed, right? Action. This is what we're here for. Let's freaking go. Okay? It's executing on the dream, executing on the talk, executing on the plan. Right? But anyway, uh, so, anyway, again, this is a springboard off that last one. I think I was nicer in the last episode, but hey, you know, you can always flip a switch and go on to somebody else. It's okay. Right? Um, so one of the things I talked about just very, very briefly was, was that in, in previous episodes, I talked about the importance of having a why, right? Why you're training, right? And that has to be a pretty freaking big why, right? Because that why has to weather storms. It has to get you through, I don't feel like it. It has to get you through my family doesn't like that I train or my wife gets angry when I do things or even worse, right? They won't let me. Um, uh, what else, right? I, I, I am in between jobs and I can't get to my teacher. Uh, no teacher lives close, whatever the hell it is, right? Um, there was a pandemic and I caught this, this thing, right? Or whatever it was, right? All these reasons why I can't, right? Really? What can you do? Do you have any notes? Do you have a memory left that you, you know these things, that you could work on things? Right? When I broke my back, uh, not this past December, but the one before that, right? Laid up in a friggin' hospital and literally could not move. Wife comes to visit me. Hey, baby, when you come back next time, right? I need you to bring my laptop and I need these three books. I can read. Okay? I can do research. Okay? And that doesn't mean surfing YouTube videos in entertainment mode. Okay. So had those things come back and then, you know, they come in and because of the pain meds and all that kind of stuff that they had me on, next thing I, you know, I'm, I'm contacting the doctor. Hey, look, can we put this on an as needed kind of thing? Because I can't function. Okay. I promise you if the pain gets to be too bad, I will ask for something, but I'm on, I'm fogged. I can't function. I need to function. I, I got, I have to get through at least parts of these books and I've got stuff to do. Okay. It would have been easy with the normal can't mindset. It would have been easy for me to just kick back and go, Oh, well, shit broke my back. Can't move. Can't do it. Well, what am I supposed to do? What can you do? Not what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to do what you can do. What can you do? Right. But anyway, I went to the seminar, right? Again, show up early, right? And and there's people in different pockets and different places. So I'm milling around and introducing myself and just kind of you know listening in the conversations. And again, one of those things that I was not used to in my normal circles. Again, this was a seminar uh, hosted by somebody, and most of the people that were there were were outside my normal circles. And so what I was used to during breaks and before training started and all that was uh, people catching up on life, right? You know, just, hey, I'm, this is what I've done. Do, do, do. I'm in the middle of doing these things. And uh, What are you doing? Oh, I'm doing this. That. So everybody's sharing successes, right? And 
or they're taught or they're they're off in a corner and they're they're silently stretching together, prepping for the training, right? Um, or they're going through notes or whatever, right? But what I experienced at this one was people sitting around over coffee or whatever, pissing and moaning about the bad shit going on in their life. It was really difficult for me to get my head wrapped around that I was at a ninjutsu seminar. Because that's not what I experienced in Japan. It's not what I experienced within my normal circles with my teachers and mentors. That was, that was quite the eye opener, right? It was also very disheartening, okay? Because I tried to find or create support groups, social circles, and things like that, that support me in my endeavors and that I can support these people in their endeavors, right? This, this was just way different, okay? So anyway, I, again, I, I, what, I, what I alluded to last episode, right, when I was, was talking about this stuff was I started to hint at this idea of a why, right? And I talked about this before. Having a big enough why that would keep you going, right, no matter what, right? This why to do this stuff, to get it, to develop these skills in, to whatever degree, right? There's a reason that it's going to happen, right? And if it doesn't, I'm going to feel more like a failure than the, I don't know, kind of guilty feeling or discomfort when I have to say, I know, I really should get back to class. Oh, okay. So I really got to thinking about these things, right? And it hit me that one why is not enough. One why is not enough. I've and, and, and they change, right? They change over time. But at any given time, I probably have three or four whys as to why I'm doing this stuff. Now, it's more wrapped around uh, personal growth and looking at ancillary areas of my life, not physical self-protection. Now I'm looking at financial self-protection and, and those kind of things, right? Again, read Jack Open's book, Nympho Living and Thinking as a Warrior. Um. But a lot of it is also wrapped around uh, being there to tuck my grandchildren into bed. Because I don't care how grandpa got there, right? But those kind of things, right? Um, to continue to enjoy life more uh, as I get older, right? This keeps me physically active and mentally active and those kind of things, right? So things don't degenerate as fast, right? Um Still got the same things going on. I've got arthritis in my hips and knees, uh, you know, all kinds of things, right? Uh, damage from from other accidents and and <laughs> experiences and escapades in the world, right? But I want to keep that. I, I, I want to be able to go as long as I can, right? As well as I can. I mean, my wife and I are adventurers, right? We love to travel, right? Uh, people that went to Japan with me before this whole pandemic started, uh, at some points. I was slow going up this same mountain that I've been climbing and hiking uh, for the past couple of decades, but I still made it, right? It's painful as hell. Still made it, okay? Because I'm not going to stop, right? And I, I want to keep doing that, right? I want to keep doing that until I'm physically, mentally, 
I don't know that I'll ever be spiritually or emotionally not in it, right? If nothing else, remember, this is the art with heart, right? So uh, as long as my heart's in it, I want my body and my brain to be able to do things. I know there'll come a day when that's going to be really, really difficult, if not, if not impossible. But I, I can't focus on that, okay? okay? I can, okay? How can I focus on so that? That's backwards, right? There's exceptions to every rules, right? Not that I can't focus on that. I, I, Jeffrey Miller, Chidoshi Miller, Daishian Miller, whatever titles you people have for me, right, um, will not focus on that. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve anybody that looks to me for reliance. It doesn't serve any of my students. Okay? And that's another reason why I continue to do things, right? I am on a personal mission. I, I mean, I, I found this stuff that's fucking fantabulous, right, for allowing me to create the kind of life or allowing anybody to create the kind of life that they want to be living and giving you the skills to protect that against anything that would harm it. Not anyone, anything, right? Rabid dogs, pandemic, financial crap that goes on, all that stuff, right? Car crashes, whatever, right? Not just ducking punches, okay? Not just earning belts, right? And so now I'm on a mission to teach as many people as possible. Right? I just set a goal the other day. I'm a big fan of big goals, right? Because if I fail at a big goal, I'm going to be way farther down the line than setting a reasonable goal. A, well, I'd be happy if that happens goal. I'm talking about a big freaking goal that I have no idea how I'm going to hit that big of a number. The goal I set the other day was I am now on a mission to teach this stuff in some form to 10,000 people in the next five years. That's a lot, right? Okay. But most people can't get their head around that because, but like only like one person at a time or one family at a time comes into my martial arts school or calls me about the group training or, uh, yeah, I know, but see, I also do corporate workplace violence consulting and a bunch of other things. I write books, I produce videos, all that stuff, right? It's called leverage. We learn it. It's one of the primary principles in our system. Leverage, right? It's not just, what's that one commercial, right? It's not just for breakfast anymore. Something like that, right? Leverage, right? It's not just for self-defense, right? Leverage, right? It's one of the principles that, here's, here's a word that a lot of people don't like, rich people use, okay? If I ask you how many, how many hours in a day, do you have to achieve your goals, right? I used to think this way, right? My, my brain would pop to, well, if I don't sleep, 24, but realistically, 10. No, not if I leverage other people's time and effort and energy. If I pay them to work on things while I'm working on other things and, right, so these principles of compressing time and leverage and, and those kind of things, right? Distorting time, all these things, they're in our kata, right? Now, how do you make that work in your life? Because when was the last time you got punched, okay? So anyway, see, see what I name off, three, four, five whys, why I'm doing things, right? Gets me up out of, the, out of bed in the morning and has me working on new websites. I'm, I'm working on books at the moment, all that kind of stuff, right? It's, it's not to be an influencer, like I'm, I want to be this big celebrity, right? Follow me, right? No, 
It's to put things out in certain formats directed toward people who have certain types of goals that if they bump into it, they'll give it a look. And then if they come into my world, right, then I can share all this other stuff like I do with the current students that I have, right? But it's not about, it's not about being an influencer. It's not about being a celebrity. I'm not doing this podcast to be a celebrity or, or whatever, right? I mean, this is, this is leverage, right? This gets me out in front of a, whole, a bunch of other people, right? It keeps the lessons coming to people who want to hear what I have to say, right? It's a tool and a vehicle, but it's also an expense, right? Before we knock those people that have things, right? You look at the amount of time they spend working on their projects, right? Running their business or training or writing those books or whatever, right? Not sitting there scrolling and then you realize, holy shit, it's been an hour and a half. Wow. They don't, they never stop to ask themselves, what could I have done in that hour and a half to move myself forward? They go, oh, well, I got to do this other thing in about half an hour. So, right? People that are very, very successful, right? And these are not, this, this is not just a, a, a one thing, uh, one area thing. I'm not talking about rich people, not talking, whatever. Rich, successful, masters in, in martial arts or whatever. That's what he's talked about this, right? People that are successful have invested three times, minimum three times the amount of time, effort, resources, money, attention or whatever that average people or people that don't have this thing or that only want this thing invest. Okay. So, right. So here's the thing, right? So again, I don't believe that having one why. So the, the first thing right along the topic of today's uh, episode is, is your why for doing this big enough? Right. And if it isn't, what's your backup? What are the other whys that will keep you going? Okay. I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, I've had students that have come into the school who, uh, when I ask, you know, what do you want to get out of martial arts training? It's one of the, it's one of the, the qualifier questions that I ask during a personal assessment, right? Um, what is it that you want to get out of martial arts training? Right. And so they'll name off something, right? Usually the first, first one or two things that somebody, uh, mentions, are just the same thing everybody else says, right? And I think they say it because either they don't know what else to say or they're trying to convince me that they're going to be a good student. So they're, they're trying to tell me what I want to hear, right? What I want to hear is the truth from you. I don't want to hear the reason I'm training because you can't possibly be ready at this point to be training for the same reasons that I am, okay? So, you know, so they'll name a couple of things, you know, self-defense. Okay, great. What else? Um, uh, uh, to be more aware. Oh, okay, great. One more thing. See, if I can get it past that second thing, right, because they were hedging, right, on that second thing, right, because they had one to just fall out. I I hear it, but I dismiss it because it's, it's just top of mind, right? Unless there's an emotional tone or or quality to their voice that tells me that we're coming from an emotional place, that the experiences that they regularly have require that they get this kind of thing, right? Then it's just a neat thing, 
right? I'll come back to that in a bit. So I ask for something else, right? And if that second thing is just, they pop it right out, I'll ask for more than three. My, my, my typical is three, right? But if that second one is just as cold and intellectual and it just pops out, right? I'll say, oh, okay, uh, you know, what else, right? Because what I'm trying to get to is that one where I go, okay, so one more thing, right? Give me one more thing. Right. And I wanted to have to search, you know, see them looking around and, and, and their, their bodies will start to get kind of, and then, you know, if they're having a hard time, I'll say, okay, look, let's think about your everyday experience, right? If you could change one thing that would make a huge difference between where you are right now and where you want to be that we could make happen in like the next three to six months, what would that be? Oh, I, right. And, but the voice changes, right? So one of those things is just, I need to be more confident. And the person could have walked in, chin up, chest out, all that kind of stuff. And, and I'll say, oh, okay. All right. Confidence. We can certainly work on that. Um, what does that look like? Right. When you're experiencing this lack of confidence, right? And they'll talk about that kind of thing and everything. Okay. Great. Right. So what I'm trying to do is, is get a start, right? A bench line or a base, baseline, right? So we can work on that and I can, I can connect with them over the next couple of weeks with classes and things like that and ask how things are going, right? Are they going to learn discipline? Are they going to learn Ichimonji? Are they going to learn Sunokata? Are they, of course, right? But how many people are going to walk in that door and say, Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm here to learn the Sanji no Kata. Okay. I can tell you how many people percentage wise walk in the door and say, I'm looking to learn ninjutsu and have done a significant enough of research that they're not talking about the latest ninja movie or Naruto or something like that. Right. It's not very much. Okay. When I first started, nine out of 10 people going in my teacher's dojo had plenty of martial arts experience and were looking into this ninja thing. Right. Now, one out of maybe 10 people that walk in the door or call me on the phone have had prior martial arts experience of any sort, let alone ninjutsu, right? So what is it that you are, what, what problem am I solving for people or helping them solve for themselves? So one of them could be confidence, right? Okay, great, right? Um, but what will end up happening is, They'll get their first belt and they'll go, um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm okay. Cause they also listed self-defense. They also listed, you know, all the stuff, right? And, or maybe they won't list confidence. That's even, that's even trickier, right? They'll say self-defense. Oh man, there's certain things I'm concerned about the way the world's going and, I, and it comes across as genuine, right? But really what they were looking for was to feel more confident. But because of their lack of confidence, they won't say it. Okay. So anyway, they hit this first belt level and then they quit. And I'm like, wait, what? Well, I, I think I've learned everything I need to know to, to, to be safer. You learned some Kamai. You learned a little bit of evasion, slow speed, step-by-step -step stuff. Like in my school, in my curriculum, second Don is the benchmark for somebody that I feel can use this stuff and nothing else, nothing else 
to defend against a single attacker on the street doing whatever that person wants to do. And you're able to do what you need to, right? Bujikan ranking, general overall Bujikan ranking, Hasbe uh, Sensei uh, told me once in a class, that's he, he looks for that around eighth or ninth down. Okay, sorry, for us it's second down, right? So people can't rest on the laurels for very, very long, right? But anyway, so, I don't Right. And what it comes down to after a short conversation is, well, they're confident in, in their ability to, to. So one, they blew smoke and they didn't tell me what the real reason was. And two. Right. As soon as they hit this thing where they feel confident. Right. They have no they have no experience or anything telling them that that what they have their skill set and all that, that they can trust it. Not that they feel confident that they can do it, but that they can trust it to save theirs or somebody else's life. They didn't just learn it to be able to do it well. They learned it to the extent that they can't get it wrong. Right? What I'm looking for from people is if I startle you or I have somebody... Let's say I have somebody team up with you, and this is one of the one of the little impromptu tests I'll do with a student. Um, and the student can be down on themselves. I, I, this one student, she'll be testing for a showdown here pretty soon. And uh, she overthinks things. God, she's fully indoctrinated into the Western uh, academia kind of thing, right? So it's like the it's like the caterpillar. You know, you look at the caterpillar and say, man, with all those legs, how do you walk? And then the caterpillar thinks about it and then he can't walk anymore, right? So it has those kind of problems, right? And so what I'll do is I'll either go over and pop off a punch or I'll tell somebody, hey, uh, when you get a chance, I want you to train with her, okay? And we're, when we're working on a technique, right, I want you to throw a completely different attack. Right. So if we're doing a kick, throw a punch. If we're doing a grab, throw a kick, whatever. Right. I want you because what I'm looking for is what happens when they haven't pre-planned. What comes out like that? Because that's the skill set we're looking for. Right. And she's there. Right. So if I can engineer a test where I can just startle her, I can see that she doesn't have to think about where her foot goes. She doesn't have to think about where to move. She doesn't have to think about evasion, right? She's gone past getting the technique right to where when she's not thinking about it and she's on autopilot, she can't get it wrong. The come eye's right, the angling's right, the footwork is right, the timing is right. Ooh, that's, that's primo, right? But anyway, so confidence, right? They hate confidence and they're gone, right? They have no freaking idea what's like inside of a situation, right? But was it really confidence or did they get caught by the next shiny thing and they forgot why they were doing this, right? Uh, had people, uh, well, self-defense is a big one, right? They, they learn like the mod one stuff and they're like, yeah, I think I have this. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I don't need to, to, to go that far, right? Um, what do I say? Okay, I wish you well, right? What I do is I explore because I want to make sure it wasn't something that we did, right? Um, and if it is, I 
more than make up for that, right? Um, if it's something we did and I'm not, you know, well, you're not doing uh, aerial spin back kicks. Correct. We are not. If that's what you're looking for. You signed up at the wrong school. Head down the road. Okay. I'm not sending them down the road. I'm sending them down the road to a school that does those kind of kicks. If that's what you're looking for, then go for it. Right. But what I'm really trying to get to here is that, you know, spoken or unspoken, somebody can have a why like they watched a movie and, oh, dude, like Batman's a ninja. Where's a ninja school? Right. I want to do that. Right. And then they find out how much effort they're going to have to put into it, how much time they're going to have to put into it, how much in the way of resources, how much in the way of recovering from bruises, those kind of things they have to put into it, right? And now it's, that's hard. Ugh. I don't want to do that, right? Yeah, I know, right? If I could, if I could bring myself to do this, right? If I could, if I could bring myself to be the kind of money-grubbing rich people that so many people think of when they think of rich people and how they're screwing the world. Meanwhile, they're texting that on a post on Facebook with their high-end cell phone that nobody twisted their arm and forced them to buy. Nobody forced them to sign up for this faith, right? All these things were invented by, run by, sold by, and all that rich people who are providing things for people that they want, but somehow it's their fault. Well, you don't have to charge so much. Really? You come in, you come take my place and you cover my payroll for the month. Okay? You pay the over $2,000 a month for the lease for my dojo. You pay the $400 a month on a good month, right? For the electric and the phone and the cell phones and the the, the connections that I have for providing all the online training programs and the thing that the cost for me to send out emails and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's not free. It's free for you to sign up for and get. It doesn't make it free for me, right? But nobody wants to think of that stuff, right? Well, look how much money he's making. Yeah, look how much money he has to pay out, right? Look how much risk he's taking because if he falls on his face, he's losing his house, his car, maybe his marriage, Right? There's no risk to punching a time card. Well, there is a risk. You have to hope that they don't drive that business into the ground and leave you unemployed. Okay. You have to hope that a pandemic doesn't come along and then you're making 60% free from the government from what you made before you went on unemployment and all that kind of stuff, right? Okay. So anyway. So, uh, the thing that I've been thinking about is, is having whys, right? One, you have, need to have whys that are big enough to sustain and get you past inadversity, challenges, crashes, depression, injury, boredom, whatever, right? Um, in, in one of our uh, programs that I have, this... Um, uh, 13, uh, the, the path of the 13 Buddhas and Bodhisattvas, right? Uh, if I had thought about this ahead of time, if I thought I was going to think about this, I'd have pulled this up from my other, from my boots down in the back. Um, but it's actually, a, a, it's a mandala that actually predates these mandala that you see on the, for those of you watching the video, that you see on the, on the walls back here, right? They, there were 13, right? And actually one of them, 
uh, Fudomyo is not a Buddha or Bodhisattva on that, uh, on that path. It's actually the world punching you in the face. You're moving along. Everything's working based on your belief system and all that. And all of a sudden it isn't right. And so that's like a, it's a, it's a wake up call. Right. And that's the thing that puts the person on the path. Right. And then there are these 13 stages. Some are mindsets, some are activities, those kind of things. Right. Um, but one of those, right, um, is this character known as uh, Jizo, Jizo, J-I-Z-O as we would write it, right, or Chidigarbha uh, in Sanskrit, right? Um, he's normally pictured, right, as a monk, bald head, robes, uh, has this uh, staff with these six rings on top that represent the six realms, uh, personality kind of things and perspectives on the world and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but he's, he's a, a just a simple monk, right? But Jizo on the path is positioned between the, the, the activity of your teacher giving you this thing called transcendental wisdom, right? Lessons and ways to look at the world and all that kind of stuff that's just outside the conventional, right? You're not, we're not going to think and act and, and, and do and process things and perspective and all that kind of stuff the same way everybody else does because look at what everybody else has. Okay, no matter how much they have in material stuff, right? Same bitching, same complaining, same you know, whatever, right? Okay, uh, it reminds me of a quote a long time ago. I saw it on a on a church sign, right? It said, "Even if you win the rat race, you're still a rat." Okay, so it's not about doing it more or better than the way than everybody else, right? And winning something, right? It's about learning principles of success, leverage, and, and things like that, right? So you're working half as much or a third as much, and you're producing twice as much or 10 times as much or whatever, right? It's, just, it's, it's embodied in our physical stuff. The trick is to, to move it out into the world. But anyway, right? So there's this transcendental wisdom that, you know, if you seek out a teacher, a teacher kind of explains this stuff and starts to show you more, right? Not only do they make sense of this experience that you had, right, where you're going, eh, shit, right? But they open a door, right? Here's more, right? But between that and this character that represents the booty to be, the, the new you, right? The, the, the new successful you with all these capabilities and mindsets and, and knowledge and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, between those two, one of the characters that's in there, right, is this Jizo, right? But the reason it's depicted as a monk is because it represents discipline not what your parents used to call discipline right disciplining you right no that that's punishment right okay discipline knowing what needs to be done and doing it regardless of whether you feel like it you want to or whatever right or, or what you should want to right because you've got this bigger goal right but the thing that shoots all this stuff down, that cancels it all out, right? Because the, the, the things that are necessary to mix with discipline, right, is commitment that comes from here, right? Discipline comes from here. Knowing what needs to be done and staying focused on, on getting it done, right? So commitment to the goal and execution on the goal. Doing the do. Right? I can always uh, practice tomorrow. It's late and careful. Okay? So 
without these things, right, the big thing that gets in everybody's way is complacency, right? They're comfortable. No matter how little they have, if they have enough to eat, they have a roof over their head, right? And they can talk shit. They can buy stuff, right? They can whatever, right? And they don't have an imperative need to create better results. This is just a neat thing to do. And as long as it's just a neat thing to do or one of those kind of wishes, or ah, that'd be really, man, I'd love to have the same kind of abilities that that Shidoshi has, that that Daishihan has, or Hatsumi Sitsa has, whatever, right? When are you going to start? Okay. It's this complacency, right? But we were, we were programmed this way. If you think about the way social programming, which starts at home, and I'm not making a value judgment on your mom or your grandma or dad or whatever. I'm sure they were awesome people, okay? And they meant well for you. But you can't learn to be rich by following the instructions or mindset of somebody who's not. You can't become a master of something by somebody who's not. You can't become an expert at something by not putting in the same time, effort, attention, studying in, in the areas that are important and all that kind of stuff that other experts in the same field put in. You can delude yourself into believing you are, but everybody's going to be able to see that you're not. All it's going to take is the right situation, and shit's just going to crumble. Okay? But as long as we're comfortable, if you think about the social construct, and I mean like everything from school to lessons at home. I mean, think about just some of these programming lessons, right? Don't rock the boat. Okay, don't tip the boat up. Anyway, um, so don't don't rock the boat. Don't stare, right? Um, don't don't take more than your fair share. Those kind of things, right? Okay, I know ninja are supposed to be subtle and invisible, but that doesn't mean they're not doing anything. It doesn't mean they're just hiding in a corner, right? What, all the work is done in the background that you don't see. Right? What you see is the end result. And maybe you see a result, but you can't see a connection. They didn't look like they did anything, and yet, boom, here it is. Correct the mundo. Okay? So, but, but all these things, right? Uh, don't be greedy. Right? And I tell you to be greedy, right? I, I almost named my dojo a long time. Yoko Body No Dojo. Right? I got this uh, name from a friend who, uh, in a previous life, she was married to a Japanese person, and I was telling her about, you know, this thing, and they know me very, very personally, and we're just kind of at this seminar, and she said, you should call your dojo, Yokobadi no dojo, right? Yokobadi means greed for life, okay? Which is, oh, got this fire in the belly, right? So, um, but, but you think about all these things, right? Um, you know, you Learn this stuff, get a degree or get a diploma or whatever, right? So you can get a job, right? When I got out of the military to start my consulting agency the first time around, right? Because um, I wasn't even thinking about a martial arts school, right? My consulting agency the first time around because I failed a couple of times at it, right? Didn't stop me. Anyway, um, every time I introduced myself or my parents would introduce me to one of their friends. And, oh, what do you do now that you're out? Oh, I'm a consultant. Oh. So you're unemployed. No, I've got three clients over here, right? Oh, so you don't have a real job. See, everybody's indoctrinated into this thing, 
right? But nobody that's ever moved the world, nobody that's ever come up with something awesome, and you know that they've come up with something awesome because you either buy it or you own it or you blow your time on it or whatever, or you're watching it or whatever, right? They're not sitting back hoping somebody hires them. Maybe I'll come up with an idea. All that kind of stuff, right? I can't. They don't. Ever. Right? And they don't retire either. They're not looking to retirement. Okay? They may not always be doing the same thing they once did, but they'll always be doing something. Right? And that something will always be moving them forward, hopefully pulling other people forward, or at least providing other people with either something that they fell in love with, right? Or something that solves a problem. It's how you get rich. It's how you get, it's how you become valuable. Even if you don't do it for money, it's how you become valuable to other people. Problem solver, or you are able to help them get something that they love. Right? You either take away pain or you help them attain uh, a reward. Okay? Whatever case, right? That's what people pay for. That's what draws people to, to certain types of leaders, right? You're hanging around people and you're pissing and moaning and they're agreeing with you, then, and you check my time here. Okay, good. Sorry. I just need to check the time and I don't have my glasses on because uh, after this is over, I have to take a teenager to work couple more weeks until he gets his license. Anyway, um, so, um, you know, this is about value, right? At the very, the very core, right? Why am I doing this stuff, right? Because there's life lessons in this. There are success lessons in this. Yes, there's self-protection lessons in this, all that, right? right? Why am I doing it? Because I'm worth it. And if I make me the best me I can be, I will simultaneously make me, because that sounds greedy, right? That sounds really greedy, right? Yeah, okay? If I don't take care of me, I will have no effort, I will have no energy, I will have no resources, I will have no money, I will have no ability to help anybody else, right? And if I do it that for too long, I'll run ragged. It's why people, it's why martial arts groups and, and dojo come and go like the wind, right? Because they think all they need to be is the best dude doing this kind of thing, but they don't manage the store. And so they sign somebody up, right? Meanwhile, instructors are bitching and moaning because they can't get dedicated students to stay, right? Me, I look at the person dead in the eye. I just, I just uh, uh, upgraded a, um, a teenager here at Dave's, talking to mom and dad and all that, having this little thing, because I take him from a basic program into uh it's a black belt program, but it's more of what we would call budo taijutsu, that kind of stuff, right? Then I've got this this shinobi kai that's full on hardcore needed to like I learned it, coming up through the ranks, right? So people have to be in this this one kind of thing first, right? It's about goal setting, it's about all this stuff, right? And um, you know, I I'm pushing sixty, right? I'm, I'll be fifty nine years old in January, and right now we're at the beginning of September of two thousand twenty one. Right. So in a year and a little bit, I'm going to be 60. Right. But I'm going to be able to I, I look at people and go, this is what I do for a living. Right. When you get into this program. OK. 
if you move, if you die, if you whatever, right? The membership goes away, all that kind of stuff, right? But I want to look them in the eye and be able to say, this place will be here when you're ready to test for black belt. Do you know how many students I have whose teachers disappeared or they closed up shop or they had a job that required them to move away to you know, keep the job or take another one or whatever, and here's this person high and dry. Shit. Now what do I do? Okay? This, this martial art that we're doing is not like Taekwondo. There is not one on every corner or at least one in every town, right? It's not, right? So what do students do? The next best or third or fifth or twelfth best thing they can find, right? Because mo most won't do what I do, right? Hop on a plane or get a car, whatever, and drive hours or fly or whatever to get it from. Because again, I can't. Say I can't because there isn't a dojo in my town. Well, then get involved in the program, get at least a third of the way to black belt, right? So I can certify you and you can start a training group and you can be the, the guy in town. Be the thing that's lacking in your area. That's a success mindset, right? Yeah, big sensei. Yes, I do understand. I was halfway around the freaking planet. There was no internet. There were books, there were magazines, and there was hopping your happy, hopping your happy ass on a plane or a bus or a car or whatever, and going to where the teacher was, or take on the risk of hosting one, setting up all the logistics and all that, marketing it, bringing people in, paying the teacher's fee, right, and all that stuff, hoping you break even or better, right? Yes, the answer is. The answer comes with, how can I make this happen? I was in the military. I was, I was able to get one or two times off a year that I could go fly. I was in Germany. I was in Korea. Go to where my teacher was or wherever they were teaching a seminar or whatever, right? What, what about, oh, shit, that's, God, that's like once every six months. That was before we had... Anyway, right? So, hey, I was wondering, what would it take for me to get you here? Like, if I were to host a seminar, what would it take for me to get you here, right? Um, so that, you know, we could do this thing, right? And they told me, here's the fee. I've got a whole group, uh, you know, a whole mailing list of people and all that, right? Um, we set it up. I'll let people know that, that my teacher speaking, right? I'll let them know and all that. But I need airfare. I need accommodations. I need you to feed me. I need, here's my, my fee, right? Um, and, you know, you'll get these extra benefits, too, because, you know, after training is done, we'll be sitting at meals or hanging out until it's bedtime or whatever. So if you got questions, if you got extra things, we can do So I, I pass that kind of stuff on to my students as well, right? The organizer doesn't have to pay. As long as all the, all the expenses are covered, they don't have to pay. And if they do have to pay, they pop in their fair share, right? So uh, but it's what I did, right? So I ended up training a lot. Right? Because I flew my teacher to me. It's just, right? It's not an I can't. Right? I can't drive to them. I can't travel. Why? Why can't get off work? My wife won't let me. I don't have the money. How can you get the money? How can you negotiate with your wife so that it's a win win situation? How can you get the time off work? How can. 
a whole different question and it produces completely different results. I know. I was poor. Now I'm not. I was, <laughs> I had a skill set when it came to etiquette that now it's different, right? I had this limited mindset about blue collar, working 40 hours a week, that kind of stuff. Now I'm a freaking internationally known award-winning author of books and things. And these are not my own self-published books. These are the other ones where the, the editor reached out to me and said, hey, what you're doing, I would love for you to help us with this project. Would you? What could you contribute? Here's my proposal. Holy shit, fantastic. Okay. But that was not easily won, right? A lot of it had to do with getting over the old me to become this person. And now I'm in this position and I'm, my sights are still on the horizon, right? It's never going to be good enough, right? Because I know as soon as it becomes good enough, I'm going to become average. And here's the thing, right? You're listening to this. Let's say we were at a seminar, right? Let's say you came to one of my seminars or you and I went to a seminar, right? With another teacher, right? Okay. So we're like the cream of the crop, right? We train, we train hard and all that kind of stuff, right? We're, we have minimum uh, prerequisites or whatever to get to this thing. We can afford it. We get there and all that. You know what? As soon as we're there, we're average again. Do you know why we're average? Because we're no different than anybody else in the room. Okay. Everybody in that room showed up for that thing so they could get to the next level. Okay. But will they, will they practice? Will they continue to focus on what they need to focus on? I don't know. I look at notebooks that I have with notes from years ago, right? And I look at these things and I'm like, ah, oh, crap, I'm not practicing enough. Look at all the stuff that I still have to work on, okay? And you know what? It's only going to get worse over time because I'm going to be training or reviewing videos or whatever, right? Taking notes and jotting things down and working on things in class. I only have so much time to work on things, but I'm constantly, there will never be a time. All my teachers could die and I'll be set for training, because I've got this stuff to work on, right? This is what it is, right? So, um, and it is what it is for you based on your own creation. Nobody else is doing this to you. Anybody that you believe is doing this to you and you're over the ages of 18 or 21 and you're supposed to be a grown-up, it ain't them. I know, good English, right, for an English major, right? It's not them. It's a hard pill to swallow, but it's not them. I would, I would contend that your why for doing it is not big enough. Right? I appreciate all the comments that people put, you know, when I, when I put out these kuden kind of things, right? It's insightful. It's, you know, wonderful, fantastic. Thanks for the stuff. Oh, wow. That really, you know, resonate. Great. When do you start working on it? Okay. This, this, I once had a, a mentor, right? Tell me when he was doing something like this and I was tuned in and all that kind of stuff, right? Right in the middle of it, he goes, before you think this is all altruistic, right? One, I'm producing content, right? So I can hopefully attract other students that are looking to learn this stuff this way and produce results, right? Because remember, I have a goal of 10,000 students, right? And I've only enrolled one since three days ago when I, and that was at my academy, right? I don't have a I don't have a, a, a corporate thing on the horizon yet. I will by 
where, where are we now? Wednesday. I will by the end of the week. Okay? I know it. Okay? Because I'm going to be doing the work to, a, to contact people, to be helping. Right? And the bigger the company, the more employees I'll be training, the more people I'll be influencing, the bigger chunk of that 10,000 that comes off. And you know what? If I start getting close to that 10,000, I'm just going to raise the friggin' number. Okay? It's just people, people set goals so they can stop. I set goals because it's a step on a ladder. Okay? You're going to be dragging me, kicking and screaming into a grave. On my deathbed, I've had this promise for a long time because I got tired of hearing adults say, you know, Jeff, if I were 20 years younger, I would, should, could. God, I was, I became terrified of becoming the person who would say that. On my deathbed, whether there's something that happens after this life or not, on my deathbed, I will smile at you content knowing that I did all this stuff. And I'm ready for the next adventure. If there is one. It's not. You, if you ever hear me lament about, oh, if I were 20 years younger, I would. I was freaking moronic and ignorant 20 years ago. I was on this path and all that kind of stuff. Right? But my just decision making and, and the choice of life partners. And, all, and the reasons that I made those choices. Oh. God, talk about a victim. Holy crap. Right? So anyway. All right. So I'm gonna go I'm I'm gonna cut this short. I don't see anybody on you know what? Let me fire up the chat thing. Maybe if I hit this button right here, maybe there's people on. Mm, I don't see anyone. So anyway, all right, so a couple of quick announcements. Um one, uh our fall camp. We're back on, right? Um uh November 5th, 6th, and 7th of this year, right? 5th, 6th, and 7th. Well, we're doing our fall camp. Uh, if you go to onlineninjaacademy.com forward slash events, right, uh, you'll see the stuff that's that's active, right? Uh, we had to postpone a couple of uh, shooting things because, uh, again, this house fire and stuff that I'm, I'm dealing with. And they're finally, next week, they're going to start working on my house. Yay, woo. All right. But anyway, um, if you go there. Uh, you can register for fall camp, November 5th, 6th, and 7th. And if you can't make it to that one, uh, and even if you can, right, come to both, right? Uh, January 7th, 8th, and 9th is our yearly Dicomiosai, uh, New Year's kickoff kind of, uh, thing, right? And right now what I'm working on is, is, uh, arranging for some guest instructors, uh, to do some breakout sessions, right? So I have my theme that I'm going to be covering. And if you go, again, if you go to events and you look this stuff up, it, it'll tell you what the theme is and, and that kind of stuff, right? So, but I'm going to have some uh, breakout instructors that have uh, expertise in certain areas. Uh, some are life areas, some are uh, martial things and all that, right? Um, and if I can, if I can muster enough of these, um, you're not going to be able to make it to all the breakout sessions. You're going to have to pick and choose and tailor your training. Okay. Just the way it is. Um, cause that's, that's called. <laughs> being in charge of your own life, right? If I can't, then there'll be these breakout sessions because you know what? Even Sensei needs to take a break during uh, an 18-hour uh, training window. So, but we're working on putting some extra things in there, right? Uh, the January Dacomiosai thing, uh, Saturday night, there will be a, a, a celebration, New Year's celebration, birthday dinner uh, kind of thing to uh, do a belated 
birthday celebration party for Hatsumisate's birthday, which is in December, mine, which is on the 8th of January, right? And then just kind of just a camaraderie kind of thing, right? Uh, so we'll be doing that as well. Uh, the fall camp thing, I'm trying to arrange for a stealth training, uh, an evening thing on Saturday night uh, so that we can work that kind of stuff as well, okay? Everybody, everybody loves the stealth uh, exercises. So we're doing that, right? And then uh, what else? Um, oh, yeah, I've been talking about all this life stuff, right? Uh, last uh, last episode, uh, we were talking about, what, the Ninja Mind course, uh, but I have this other one, right? Um, and you know what? I'm here on my computer, so some of you guys are going to have to watch me um, <laughs> look, right? Because I need to find the right URL. But I have this program. It's a shorter program, right? Um, but it could take a little bit of time to go through it. It's called uh, the uh, Life Mastery Course or Life Mastery, Life Purpose Discovery Process is what it's called, right? So let me get over here. I just need to make sure that I find the right URL for you. Um, if you're interested in that, it's a it's a, a cool little program. Um, there's a workbook to it and all that with five exercises, right? And it'll help you get some clarity. And if you, if you need some help in finding your whys, right, or, or trying to figure out, like, these, I want these things, right, but these things are in the way, right? It, it's, it, it's a completely counterintuitive way for getting out of the place where you find yourself where you're stuck and, and get moving in the direction where you want to be. It's, it's a... It's a pretty powerful thing. It's it's a synthesized. Uh, it's synthesized from a bunch of years, decades of training that I had done uh, with uh, my own mentors and life coaches, and this training and and all that kind of cool stuff, right? So anyway, um, let me find. Let's see. Throw my glasses on here. I apologize. Things are shaking there because I have this on a little bit of a pedestal. So there we go. So. Uh, Quick, quick here. I'll, I'll, I'll post it um, as well. But if you go to warriorconceptsonline.com, right? So warrior-concepts-online.com forward slash discover your life purpose. There's a dash between each one of these. Warrior-concepts-online.com forward slash discover-your-life-purpose, right? Dot HTML, right? It's an older web page. Um, but, um, it's, 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 it's a really cool thing. I, I, I just have, uh, lots of people that, that get this thing and they're like, oh, it just provided tons and tons of clarity, right? Um, I, I've done it myself. I've taken myself through it. Uh, and maybe one of these episodes, um, I'll kind of do a kind of a summary version of going through it and kind of, uh, let you know what mine was, right? But it, it's a cool little program. Uh, let me just scroll down here because I think we have, special going on with it. Uh, what is it at the moment? 37 bucks. It's 37 bucks, right? It's and normally we, we sell it for uh, 147. Um, the course right now is 37 bucks, right? So um, anyway, uh, if, if you're looking for some clarity, you're looking to find the why, that kind of thing. Let me get back over to my, to the right screen here. There we go. Okay, cool. Take off my glasses. All right, you were watching me flounder around, but I was staring at a different screen. So anyway, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, hopefully, again, this this is more value uh, to everybody. Uh, I, you know, if you want if you want like the Marshall stuff and all that, then uh, I'm, pu I'm putting together a program right now. Um, my online long distance guys get this; they get access to this thing where two classes a week. 
um, we set everything up and do it through a Zoom meeting where whatever the class is going on, right, I'm doing it. You can do it virtually from wherever you are. And then I interact one-on-one -on -one periodically through the class to answer any questions or to, to show more specifics and all that. And um, so, uh, you know, if, you, if, you, if that's something of interest, uh, I'll be releasing that um, real soon here. Um, like within the next couple of days. And so, uh, and if you can't make it for the live classes, right, they're all recorded, right? You could be lazy, right? You could just go, oh, you know what? I'll just watch the recording, right? So, okay, whatever, right? But you're going to miss that feedback that, that people often want to do things. Now, this is not the same as my, um, my platinum inner circle program and all that kind of stuff, right? This is just, you know, you'll be training where you are and I'll give you feedback. Now, if you're in that inner circle program, then, you know, we, we walk you along and move you through the curriculum and all that kind of stuff, right? But this is some extra thing. And I know that, like, everybody and their brother these days is doing these freaking programs. Um, but I was, like, if not the first person who had an online training program, um, one of the first who had uh, this kind of thing going on, right? So um, anyway, right, you pick and choose and, and do what you want with who you want and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but if, if – you know, you're getting value from this and you want to do that. And you're, you're tired of saying, I got to get back to that. I got to restart or I got to start someday or I don't know where to start or blah, 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 blah. Right. As long as it's not I can't. Right. Here's going to be another opportunity. Right. So in a couple of days, uh, watch it and, and you know, uh, watch for things. And I'll uh, be posting on Facebook and YouTube and all those kind of things to let people know. And um you know, open the doors for it. And if you can, if you want to do it, great. If not, no harm, no foul, right? Keep doing you and I'll keep doing me. It's all good. All right. That's it. I'm going to wrap this up. I'll talk to everybody again next time. Be safe. Uh, I've got to get rid of this thing here. Sorry. I got to pump, punch a couple of things here so I can officially end it. And uh, cause I'm my own technician at the moment, I got to hire somebody to do the technic technical part of things, but at the moment it's me, right? So anyway, that wraps up episode 78. I will talk to you again next time. Be safe, train hard, Get your ass moving. I'll talk to you again soon. Get more of Cuda and Radio. Subscribe to your favorite podcasting site or subscribe at ModernNinjaWarrior.com.